0: Hello everyone, I am Undead UndeadRedBull and you could find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash UndeadRedBull. You'll see a variety of content on stream including sporting news, but my channel is more focused around video game content and playthrough of the hottest and newest video games currently out now. So, can't wait to see you in the stream to watch some epic fails, have some laughs, and maybe some OMG moments.
1: Enjoy the rest of the show hey guys it's ryan green machine ebner here from the big j bb show your source for gaming anime and sports news you can find us on your podcast platform of choice just search big j bb show on stitcher spotify apple podcast and many more also find us on twitter at big j bb show now enjoy the next episode and stay breezy from the first pitch to the final buzzer, ONTAP Sportsnet has got you covered for all your Chicago sports needs. Read up on the current state of your team on our website and listen to us banter during our team-specific podcasts. Thirsty? We even have beer reviews to help you take the edge off. Follow us on Twitter at Tap Sportsnet and get all the content you'll ever need at ONTAPSportsnet.com. Tap Sportsnet. It's what's on tap in Chicago. It out, just it for got a to win the game Hawks win.
0: Hawks win. oh yeah hockey is back Friday you know what that means it's crackham time here on the stream to listen to the podcast you can crack one it's Saturday for you uh welcome into the stream always brought to you by busr.com slash josh get yourself a sign up bonus and go win yourself some cash i have a few bets that i want to get into one of them i will mention to our guests today Uh, as always joining me is ryan on the other side of the screen and a third member of uh the stream today is austin p at blackhawks d zone on twitter an unbelievable follow everybody knows that if you're a part of blackhawks twitter Austin. thanks dude for uh for joining us tonight i'm so i'm i'm really amped to talk some hockey
2: uh, it, has, it has been a great feeling to watch hockey this week, even though they were pointless games. It was still hockey, and I think the teams, for the most part, the teams competed hard, and, and it, I think it was a, a big test for the Blackhawks, and they played well against the Blues, so things are looking up.
0: Uh, I, I ask, ask Blues fans, and ask Mark Lazarus, because he was like, oh, the Blues, they, they weren't trying. The, the Hawks won 4-0, they were, they were just out there getting warmed. And I'm like, Craig Berube was like ready to stab somebody so yeah, I, don't... I,
2: mean, I mean they're professional athletes they're they can't take days off like that they're getting paid so i i don't know wins <laughs> a win <laughs> yeah
0: right i'll take it hey, anytime i get a chance to talk crap about the blues i'm gonna do it uh before we totally get into this thing of course we have to do this let me see if this crack is going to be better than the last one because the last time so i'm gonna hover okay i'm gonna hover yeah, my you gotta get the technique gotta, yeah maybe maybe like this we'll, we'll see how this goes ready hashtag cracker that one that felt was better, good. dude. Did that feel that good? Was very good? That felt good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cheers. Uh. So, as we get ready for hockey's return, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I placed the biggest bet that I've ever placed today on the Blackhawks to win tomorrow. Is that a stupid bet, Austin? Uh,
2: I I personally don't don't bet for or against the Blackhawks. I was talking to Ryan. I only bet overs. Take the overs in this series. <laughs> yeah, sense. yeah. I mean yeah. that that first game is gonna be interesting. I you don't really know what to expect and I think that's the fun part about this. So I you'll see you'll see what my take in a minute. You'll see what I have to say.
0: Um Ryan, I'll let you I'll give you the floor so I can so I can so please.
1: Oh yeah, Any no, I, I did throw some money on that as well. Like I was sitting there and uh, you know, I told you I think early in the week I'm like, yo, Friday's payday, so we're gonna throw some money in the PUSR <laughs> account, yeah. and uh, I was like, "All right, you know, I'll throw some money on Game One. I think the Hawks, being the experienced team, could come out Game One and really pull ahead, and that—that's what I'm looking for. But I do agree with Austin on the overs. That—that—that's a good eye.
0: Um, I'm glad you, it wasn't planned. Great segue. You talk about their experience. There was an article published on NBC Sports Chicago today talking about how Gary Bettman thinks that experience might not be worth anything. So, Austin, what, what's your take on that?
2: I I think with a five-game series, none of these players have experienced that. So they haven't been in a series where the first game matters so much. Like in a seven-game series, it, it's kind of looked at as like a two games and then two games. You either have to win both games at home or you split and and you're still in it. I think after that first game in this five-game series, you're kind of you're kind of climbing uphill at that point. So I I think in that way, he does have a point. But at the end of the day, these guys are professionals. They've, especially the Blackhawks, they've been in this position. They know how to take care of their bodies. They know how to play every other day. I think the Blackhawks have players that have done this for a living and and they're going to be remembered for a long time for doing stuff like this. So I don't think, I I think Gary Bettman's a little off on that, actually. I think he's just trying to maybe stir up some, some attention for the younger teams. Speaking of the Blackhawks being the youngest team with the most experience, but kind of crazy how that works out. So, not entirely agreeing with Bettman there, but I, I think their their experience is going to come in handy. I really do.
0: Do you think there's any sort of? Do you think there's any sort of home ice advantage for Edmonton in this series?
2: The only advantage they get is last change. Yeah. Um, which Dave Tippett is is really good at that kind of stuff. He's. He's a very meticulous head coach. He's very smart at what he does. And, and Jeremy Colleton, this is his first series as a as an NHL head coach. So I think that's going to play a huge part. You also, I think after that, it doesn't really matter. It, it's They talked about a little bit when Edmonton was named as a hub. But after that, they are like, you know what? It, it's not a big deal. I think I like how they put the Stanley Cup on the center ice. They got rid of the Edmonton logo. I think everything they've done in the rink is – perfect so i don't i don't see much of a home ice advantage in this one
0: go ahead ryan
1: i was gonna say like yeah i mean with it being no crowd or anything I, i just don't see where the advantage would necessarily come from besides the fact that they just you know that's their where they get to be anyway normally during the year but otherwise besides that like you said with them changing up the logo and everything else and no crowd i mean i don't i don't see where the big where it would be a big advantage anyway then
0: I'll tell you where I think the Blackhawks have a disadvantage, um, regardless of where that hub city would have been. I think something that, that I, I think is a little bit undervalued sometimes when you talk about playoff atmospheres is not being able to play at the United Center. With that's or without point. fans.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I, I mean, here in the Anthem, I don't know what they're going to do about the Anthems. I would love for them to somehow have Jim Cornelius sing the Anthem, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But, I mean, you're right. That's a good point. That's a huge advantage. The United Center is a is a tough place to play. So,
0: so as we look at um, this this team specifically, I think there were a lot of question marks going into, you know, phase two, phase three uh, of this NHL return. And then, you know, everybody started to see these highlights on Twitter of Lucas Carlson getting in the mix and Kirby Dock looked great. Uh, even Brendan Hagel, I, I don't think I would ever say that in my life, but that just happened. Um, the question marks surrounding Corey Crawford, which I want to get to. But are there any surprises to you as we've made this return? Like, wow, this guy looks a lot better than I thought he would. Or how? What's your take on that?
1: I.
2: That's a good. That's a really good question. I think I was. I'm going to talk a little bit about their exhibition game against the Blues. I think. Adam Boakfist didn't really generate a lot of offense. I know that that's kind of his role on that top pair with Keith is, is he supposed to jump up in the play and kind of be the creative one. But I thought he looked really poised. I thought he looked really comfortable and confident with the puck. He didn't really have jitters. It looked like. So I was really surprised and, and pleased with his play. And the other guy was Calvin Dahan. I mean, he hasn't played a game in seven months and this gave him an opportunity to play postseason hockey with the Blackhawks. I mean, before this all happened, he was done and looking forward to next next year. So, he, he took two penalties in the first period. I think he was just a step behind. He hadn't played in a while. But once he got going, I thought he he was great. And that's exactly what the Blackhawks need, is a guy like that who's just gonna make it tough on their opponents, muck it up in the corners, do the dirty work. So, Bokvist and, and DeHaan, two defensemen.
0: Who would've thought? <laughs> yeah with the defensive issues that the Blackhawks had pretty much all of 2019 and 20 um I want to I want to talk to you about Connor Murphy because I've been I've been saying probably for the entire year that Connor Murphy is one of the most underrated players on the Blackhawks next to uh uh, Drake Kajula but do you because here's my opinion I think depending on how the defense plays on the Blackhawks if if they if they play sound defensive hockey in their own zone they have an unbelievable chance of beating Edmonton in this series however if they're sloppy in their zone which no brainer like duh they're probably gonna lose this series how do you feel about that
1: Uh, I think I
2: I about Connor Murphy first I think that he has taken a huge step this year I think they they need him to play a big role on this team if he is if he is the shutdown defenseman that they need on the second pair that means that everybody else is slotted where they need to olimata slater cuckoo they're good defensemen not great they make a Mm -hmm. a pretty good third pair and that's where they should be connor murphy's a great second line shutdown pair and then you have keith and boak who are kind of like the wild card you have keith who's just gonna go 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 and you have boak who who knows what he's gonna do he could score a goal or or fumble the puck and, and give up a huge chance. So I think Connor Murphy playing well is, is a huge point, And I'm glad other people notice that too. Uh, with it, with the chances, I don't know if you want me to get into it too much. I, I could talk about this stuff forever, so I don't know where Go we're for at, it. Joe, but so the Blackhawks gave up the most scoring chances five on five this year. So when I look at a hockey game, I break it down into three categories. You can't look at two hockey teams going head to head and look at it as this whole whole game. You have to break it down because hockey is a game kind of like football. You have phases, categories. So five on five, the Blackhawks were gave up the most chances. I mean, they gave up 18, 18 games a season. They gave up 40 or more shots. So that's like <laughs> unheard <is> of <laughs> teams terrible. teams are making them look like it was like a Sunday skate. Like they're just going around in circles in the offensive zone and and we let them. Mm-hmm. Uh but the but the thing that the Blackhawks had over the advantage of the other teams is goaltendings. And and I think Corey Crawford, he he's the X factor in this. A lot of people are talking about it. it's the obvious answer, but it's true. Uh they even though they gave up the most chances, they only gave up the tenth most goals. So you would think that, that giving up all of these scoring chances would mean that they would be their goal differential would be horrible, but they actually broke even five on five. So when it comes to five-on-five play, they're they're actually the better team than the Oilers. So that's that's what we're hoping for is that we can keep this thing even.
0: So uh, you, I I wanted to say this until the end, but you brought up goaltending, and I have to I have to talk about Corey Crawford. There are a lot of Corey Crawford haters out there. I am not one of them. I've been a supporter of this guy forever. Um I do believe, yeah, that it's no secret that he's definitely the X factor on this team. It, goaltending has been the X factor all year long. Um, I don't necessarily know how people feel about not having Robin Leonard be going into the playoffs. Obviously, that you know who wouldn't want Leonard and Crawford as, as both of their goaltenders? Um, but do you think that Corey Crawford is going to be able to step in tomorrow and, and, and be good to go? I mean, he played, what? Thirty minutes on on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, he he played thirty minutes. He I think he only faced eleven shots, which was unusual because the defense actually played pretty well. Whether <laughs> yeah. that's because they played so well, or the Blues didn't care, like we talked about uh, before the show. But I I think with with Crawford, he knows his body more than anybody else. He he's dealt with the concussion issues. He's he's dealt with kinds of things like this in the past. And I think I looked up a stat the other day like his first five games coming back from from missing time he's actually done pretty well so i don't i i think if if he didn't feel 100 percent, he would be honest with the coaching staff and say guys i'm not 100 and and if he's gonna play ex- expect him to be cory crawford i mean expect him to to make saves look easy and expect him to make one or two saves a game that he probably shouldn't but he pulls out of his butt so i i i i'm confident in Corey crawford i think we obviously need him in this in this uh, series. We need him in any series, but I think he's going to show up. I really do.
0: Ryan, you got anything?
1: Yeah, my my question besides obviously Crawford, um, who are you looking at that maybe not everybody else is looking at to stand out in this series or step up in a big way against Edmonton?
2: So I'm when I we looked at the the lineup. So we just dropped a, a Four Feathers podcast yesterday about kind of prepping this. So I'm going to touch on a little bit of that stuff. Where, where the lineup matches really give the Blackhawks an advantage is the third line. So the, the Oilers, they're, they're a two-headed monster. They have McDavid and Dreisaitl. They split them up. So McDavid's the center on first line, Dreisaitl's center on the second line. After that, they really don't have that much offense. They have a lot of speed, but it doesn't necessarily generate scoring chances or offense. So my my guys that I'm looking at in this series is the third line of the Blackhawks. Kirby Doc Josh talked about it a little bit. Looked great in training camp. He's gotten rest. He, he's confident. He had two assists against the Blues, so I'm sure he's ready to play. You have Drake Kajula, who's who's kind of going to take the role of Andrew Shaw, kind of like that pest. Uh, the Oilers have Zach Cassian. He he can be a real jerk out there on the ice and try to get under your skin. And we need a guy who's going to who's going to kind of go up against that and say no, that's not going to happen. So I think Drake Kajula is going to surprise some people. And then lastly on that, that right wing, we we saw Dominic Kubalik on the third line all season. Yep. Yep. And then against the blues, they moved him up on the top line, and him and Taves just went off. I mean, Kubelik can score from anywhere. His his release is unreal. His one timer is is like no other player on the team. So if you have that third line of Kirby Doc, Drake Kajula, and then Alex Debrinkett, and they produce and they outplay the Oilers third and fourth line. That's the X factor right there, as as well as Corey Crawford. I think the third line of the Hawks is going to be huge.
0: I that's my guy right there is Dominic Kubelik. I, I think um, when you when you're talking about Taves and Kane, you know you, you know what you're going to get from them. But it's kind of been all year long. We've been talking about okay, they have you know they have two or three guys that that can find the back of the net. it went ice cold, and then Kubelik stepped up and scored 30 goals. So. If he can carry this over, I, I, man, this is why I feel so confident in this series because I just think that the with with the amount of veteran presence with Taves, Kane, Keith, uh, Seabrooks not 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 with the team, um, but but also having Corey Crawford as your anchor, and then having the the sprinkle in of of young guys who can score and and who aren't afraid to shut up and listen to the veteran presence on this team. I, I mean. I, no, I'm not going to sit here and say they can go win the cup because I, who you're ta- knows? You're
2: talking yourself into them winning the
0: series.
2: <laughs> I can I, see your I, wheels I'm, turning I, in your I'm head.
0: Just, I'm just – like, listen, McDavid and Dryside will scare the shit out of me, for lack of a better term. They're just – they're ridiculous. And anyone who pays attention to the intricacies of hockey understands that they are freaks on the ice. Um, however, after that, I'm not exactly sure – Right. you know I, I just I, I, I really think that the the Blackhawks being and the, the odds on dot com they're plus 125 tomorrow I think it, it should be more even than that but I'll take it if they win um, the the one of the final things that I want to discuss and, and Ryan you, you kind of asked a little bit about it who is who is a guy on this team uh, and I'll tell you right now my guy for for this question is Alex Neander Um who is a guy on this team who has a real opportunity to bounce back after a, just a terrible season? Like we didn't have a ton of guys that were like, wow, everybody's standing out. We had, you know, a couple guys, including Dominic Kubalik. but who do you is like, this is a perfect opportunity to be like, I'm here to stay. I'm a staple in this, on these lines and I'm ready to go.
2: That's a good question. I think, a guy that gets lost in the shuffle is Dylan Strome, second line center. He's He needs a new contract this summer. His buddy Alex Dabrinkit got the ticket, got paid, um, and, and Dylan Strom is hoping to do the same. So I think that second line with him, Kane, and Alex Neilander that you just mentioned, that that line scares me just because they get trapped deep in the offensive zone so much and they give up so many chances going the other way, but – I think Dylan Strome, if, I'm not saying he will, but, but if he can kind of step up and be a, a better two-way center, I, I think he could surprise some people and really change the outcome of the series. Like you said, the Oilers have no no scoring depth. Right. They, their five-on-five scoring was not great. It was in the bottom half of the league, and you would think that they would score so many goals with McDavid and Dreisaitl, but they really got all of their chances on the power play, and, and their five-on-five play is nothing special And and that's where the Blackhawks are going to take advantage. And if guys like Strome, if guys like Nylander, bless his heart, I hope he does something. <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't uh, help. I, it, it doesn't help that Williams, you know, William went off in Toronto. That that doesn't I, help.
2: Yeah, I I forget how young Alex Nylander is sometimes. Like you think he's like I don't know. I for some reason I think he's like twenty six, but he's like twenty one or twenty two. Yep. He's still a young guy. He hasn't yep. really gotten like that like consistency in the NHL yet. So he could surprise people. I think he's just too fast for his own good. He gets going and then doesn't know what to do. So then I think dumping he, the
0: puck in four feet in front of the red line. But
2: yeah, I, yeah. I, if he, if he keeps it simple, he, he'll he be fine. He'll be fine. He is what he is. We don't need him to be anything more than that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Ryan, Wells you got? I have uh, I have a couple more questions. Uh, actually really one more big question and then uh, we can let Austin go here
1: um my question is what realistically right as hawks fans and stuff obviously you gotta take yourself out of that situation as a fandom but what are the hawks ceiling for this stanley cup playoffs
0: stanley cup what do you mean holy <laughs> oh, shit <laughs> well that's the
1: ceiling right i mean but realistically do you think uh, you know what i expect, mean like
2: expectations
1: right yeah, like, like no, where where should we, we be where at? get yeah i okay
2: i'll I'll take myself out of the Blackhawks fans. Like you said, expect them to win a game in this series. Expect them to win a game. So let's start there. Moving from that, if, if things go well, the things that we talk about that they need to do to win this series, if all of those things happen, which it rarely does, if all of those things happen and they win this series, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. They, they knock out the two best players in the world right at this time. In McDavid and Drysaddle, they're the two highest scoring players in the league. The most fun to watch, the most dynamic offensively. If we knock them out, the confidence is going to be unreal. And I think I I, I don't want to get too too ahead of myself, but I am ready to get heartbroken if if <laughs> things if thing I know we hear that so much now with, yeah. with sports coming back. We're like I'm ready, just break my heart, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I expect them to win a game. If they win this series, then then it's wide open, and that goes for any team. That goes for any team in this this postseason. It, okay, so
0: so two final questions for you. One of them, and you know where you know where I'm going with this. Who wins this series?
2: So I I'm taking the Blackhawks in five. I think they keep the game at five on five. I I do think they give up some power play goals. I think there's gonna be times where they're getting dominated in their own end. I think they're gonna have a bend but don't break mentality. I think they're gonna give up their chances, but but Crawford's gonna be Crawford and keep them in games. I think you're gonna get timely goals from from third line guys. I think you're gonna see Kirby Doc get a couple goals. I think you're gonna see Drake Kajula muck it up and get a couple dirty goals. And then Kane and Taves are gonna be Kane and Taves. They're yeah. they're gonna do their thing. They're they're gonna get a point per game. That they generate offense. This Blackhawks team, people forget they generate offense. They they are a very good offensive team. So,
0: Okay, so the big question, and, and I, I wouldn't be mad if you don't have an answer for this because we talked about it before the show started. This is going to be a, an unbelievably odd Stanley Cup playoff. If you go from a play-in round to the Stanley Cup and you win it, you have to win 19 playoff games. 19 um who wins the stanley cup
2: i my my pick right now honestly is the toronto maple leafs i think that this this postseason helps them and is geared toward their style of play the most um i almost picked the jackets in that first series just because of what they did last year against the lightning but i don't think they they have that magic again I think you got young guys. They're all a lot of those guys on the Maple Leafs are single. They don't have families to worry about. They don't have kids that they're calling every night wondering how they're doing. Yeah, that's a good point. They they they're just playing hockey. Like they're like if they get confident in that first round against the Blue Jackets and go off, there's no stopping them. Like I think so th- that's kind of my dark horse pick is the Maple Leafs.
0: What about the Flyers? That's my dark horse pick.
2: I I like the Flyers a lot too. They yeah, they have a very good balanced attack. They they have a lot of guys who kind of came out of nowhere and that like kind of hot too. Yeah, oh yeah, kind of hot.
0: Uh, Ryan, anything else before we let Austin go?
1: Um, I guess just one final question is: What is your thoughts on how the NHL? Because Josh and I have talked about it for the last few weeks of how great the NHL really done compared to the other leagues handling the COVID situation. So where are you at with how the NHL is handling?
2: I just thank you, Major League Baseball for looking the NHL look <laughs> like geniuses, like Major League Baseball, like they were all out front. they it was like disgusting, like what was going on. and and i I'll be honest, I thought that's what was gonna happen with with hockey. I yep. was like, this is where it's going. The players are gonna vote and they're not going to say yes. it's gonna it's gonna be a stalemate, and we're gonna be stuck for a couple weeks. But I, hockey's a team sport, man. I, I, guys buy in, and, and they did everything behind the scenes. They agreed on a new CBA for, like, the next five or six years, as well as the return to play. The arenas look awesome. Like, yeah. I think covering up the, the lower bowl, well, that's, like, such a simple and smart move to do because if you don't see the empty chairs, then you don't even think about it. Right. I kind of – I compare it to, like, a, an outdoor game. You don't have fans along the glass. That's kind of what it feels like for me. And you kind of have like that ambient noise in the background. That's not really in your face, but it's there. So I I think the NHL has done an awesome job. I, and the other leagues make them look really good. So the NBA keeps messing up and those guys are just too egotistic to, to buy into a team sport and major league baseball has their dumb cutouts and (laughs) the NHL is doing it right. So good, good on the NHL. Yeah. The yeah really
0: um well austin i appreciate you coming on and, and talking blackhawks you're welcome on the show anytime uh make sure everybody you go follow at blackhawks d zone on twitter and check out at four feathers pod uh a part of the on sports network uh on and again blackhawks d zone on twitter austin man again i appreciate it and uh let's go get a win tomorrow huh
1: oh yeah let's- yeah
2: we'll be ready lots of hockey tomorrow
0: Lots get of hockey ready. tomorrow. Lots of hockey. Yeah, crack them. All right, awesome man. I appreciate it again, and uh, we'll talk soon.
2: All right, see ya. Thank you guys.
1: course.
0: Um, Ryan. So, as we get look, if you are a hockey head, you are in your glory tomorrow.
1: But yeah, it's in your, four your o'clock, baby Central Time. Here we go. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs>
1: so uh, well, I think it's like
0: two o'clock, two o'clock puck drop tomorrow, uh, for for Hawks Oilers game one. Again, largest bet that I've ever placed. And I'm not bullshitting anybody. Largest bet that I've ever placed is on the Hawks tomorrow at plus 125. And Boy. you will know. You will know if you follow me on Twitter if I won or not. <laughs> 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 you will know. Uh, my neighbors will probably know too. But as we transition out of the NHL, we go to the NBA. So. First of all, I, I want to mention this really quick before we go to the NBA. There, We did have an issue with uh, Facebook comments. So if you're tuning in on Facebook and you feel like chiming in, those Facebook comments show up for us now. Well, they show up for Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so if you if you want to chime in on the show, Ryan uh, will acknowledge those, we'll talk about them, and uh, feel free to ask questions, whatever you want to do. Um, but, okay, the, the NBA <laughs> – I already lost a bet today. Uh, okay. I I had uh, I had the under in the um,
1: I'm blanking. Uh, either the Memphis and Portland no, or Phoenix. It, and
0: it was Phoenix Phoenix Washington. I yeah, had
1: every game has been high scoring tonight. Well, so
0: I it was Washington. I'm like, there's no way they score hundred points.
1: They didn't have anybody? Yeah. So yeah, <laughs>
0: <beat>. <laughs> yeah. So so there, there's that one, and then um. I have the under in the Rockies Padres game and uh, one one other. Oh, Spurs over whoever the hell. I don't even remember who they're playing.
1: Uh, they're up right now, going into the fourth. Okay.
0: Um. So the NBA. Let me just tell you, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but so far so good.
1: I felt great yesterday watching it. Those games were very entertaining. You know, Jazz were getting their ass kicked by the Pelicans. They came back. Uh, zion and the pelicans couldn't clinch uh the clippers and the lakers was what you wanted Mm -hmm. it was a back and forth i mean you know early on maybe the lakers took over a little bit but it was really back and forth all the way to the end that was fantastic um you know lebron didn't get me 35 or a triple double he was like a assist away from the uh triple double so i was like oh god uh but other than that like i thought that game was great you know you really saw lebron take over more defensively against Kawhi mm-hmm. which I did not expect I thought the Clippers had the advantage in that matchup hands down um but LeBron's defense coming out of nowhere like that was really nice to see but overall you got to be happy man all these games have been high scoring all these games have been close that that's what you want to see
0: and when I last looked I don't know what the final score was but when I looked at uh at Celtics Bucks, it was like a two-point game yeah
1: 119 and 112 at the end the Oof. Bucks pulled up I mean, seven points because yeah. Boston was getting hosed earlier on. <laughs> yeah. They were getting rocked. Um, and then I looked up. You know, we we got off of work and we went to go get some drinks. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Man, yeah, Bucks are beating the hell out of them." And then I, a couple of drinks later, I look up and I'm like, "What? Where? Well, all the time I missed? I don't know what happened." The Celtics came all the way back. But uh, yeah, I, I think the NBA so far has been great.
0: And and when you talk about like a level of competition, now again, I could be wrong, but it just seems to me. That watching the little bit of games that I watched today, the competition's there. Like, this doesn't feel like a backyard basketball game. This feels like a real, like, a a competitive game. And I look, I don't care where they get their motivation from, but keep it up because this is basketball fans should be happy, is is what I'm getting at. I I don't think the NBA has done really anything aside from the players doing stupid things, Uh, but the NBA as a whole. The way they're presenting the game, it's it's up there.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I talked about that a little bit uh, last night on uh, Twitch TV. We recorded an episode and we were talking about the NBA a little bit, and I was saying my biggest thing. I thought maybe it's just the TNT presentation, but it looked great. Mm-hmm. You know, even like right outside the free throw line, they had the little digitized shot clock going on the TV screen and like stuff like that, and it it just looked good. It didn't feel you know. I've seen some baseball games, man, and like on Fox and stuff and that looks rough. Like Nelson Cruz walking through the fan looked like a glitch, like that was weird. <laughs> uh, the NBA on the other hand has handled it so well and um Austin talked about the NHL with the noise and everything. Like I thought the NBA and the NHL really have done a good job of like making the noise feel like kind of realistic yep. and not super artificial and that's been nice.
0: So, uh do you do you listen to Spit and Chicklets? Yes, did you listen to the episode today? Well, oh, yeah. came out came out Thursday. So I apologize if any of my family's watching uh, or listening to the podcast, I it, it's hilarious. so uh, just give me a pass. So biz nasty, Paul Bissonette, was talking about how you know how great of a job the NHL did with uh, you talked about it yesterday of uh, you know getting pictures of their families of the players' families and putting them in their hotel rooms and and giving them this this presentation to come into, right? And he's like, so I was thinking, maybe for the single guys, you know, they throw in like a, <laughs> they throw in like a couple flashlights, uh, you know, oh, s- some lube, uh, yeah. <laughs> couple phones, like, oh, shit, and then you get like the crusty tube socks, and I'm like, oh man, I'm I was dying today listening to that. So, um, spit and chicklets, the barstool hockey podcast, it is an absolute, it's it's
1: damn <laughs> dude i love it yeah
0: it is uh they're as a hockey i'll I'll take a hockey term they are buzzing every single week um and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts no free ads so the last thing i want to talk about because i, I wanted to, to make this a, a blackhawks centric podcast is um the, the main topic we'll get to some subtopics at the end but the marlins are they're under the spotlight because there's talks and don't worry, I'll rip into Rob Manfred in a second. There's talks about the MLB possibly canceling the season.
1: Dude, what the hell, bro? Like, I, you know, he came out and he talked about how, you know, Manfred talked about how, like, ah, I don't know, like, it's not going to happen. Like, we're not going to cancel it. Like, if something crazy, like, it had to be really extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did talk to Tony Clark, head of MLBPA, and was saying, Who's yeah. was
0: also a joke.
1: Yeah, both of them. They should both be gone. That. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, hey, if if we don't start cracking down on this and containing it um, the best way we can, like, th- we're going to have an issue. I guess, you know, a lot of players not actually wearing their masks when they're in the dugouts and stuff like that. And a lot of spitting still going on. And, like, some of those are culture things uh, of the game of baseball. But, like, we got to put those things on hold, right? Because we're trying to avoid it. I know the St. Louis Cardinals, right? You know, fuck St. Louis. Uh, They... Got two players uh, with COVID, uh, COVID cases. That's what canceled the Brewers and Cardinal series. Yeah, so it's, it's just this is starting the snowball, and I think baseball's trying to nip it in the bud. But like, man, uh, yeah, like you said, Manfred and Clark, they're a joke.
0: I'm telling you right now, I, I, I think it's too late. Yeah, probably. I, I, I really, I think it's too late because you went from right away, right off the bat, this affected four teams. Yep. And now it affected two more. So we are. Like six of the teams are, have already been affected and we are a week in. Yeah. And they're all of those teams missed games. Like, I don't understand how they thought this was going to be a good idea. And then I saw a report today that Marlins players were going to bars and shit. Like, listen, get rid of them, cancel their season they're gone. See you later. You fucked up. I don't, there's no other way to put it. It's cut and dry. You didn't follow the protocol. And, and if the protocol for the Marlins was not that extreme, then there's a problem,
1: right? That's either on the Miami Marlins as a team, or that's also go to MLB for not instricting or not enforcing it enough that that's a big thing too. Right. You know, we're talking about, I think uh, last night we talked about Rizzo ripping into it. We were kind of confused on like well, like, what do you really want baseball to do? And then today with the whole Manfred saying, well, I'm not seeing enough players wearing masks, and I'm seeing this, and I'm seeing that. Well, dude, like, do something, bro. You're the commish. Like, step yeah. up, because at the end of the day, regardless, it's going to fall at your doorstep. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going to land. And uh, Austin alluded to it perfectly where he said, like, thank you, MLB, for messing up so bad that the NHL has looked great, 100% great mm-hmm. in this entire uh a situation but yeah MLB man they are in danger of this end up being canceling the season and that is just that's so shitty man it really is
0: I so I want to bring this up and I I don't want this to get mistaken for being because uh, I know some people are going to take it this way but I don't want this to get mistaken for me being political you have a bubble okay you and I go to the bubble in Orlando Okay. We both get tested for COVID before we enter the bubble. Both of our both of our tests come back negative. We enter the bubble. Everyone else who enters the bubble gets tested and if they're positive they stay out of the bubble. If they're negative, they enter the bubble. Uh it's not rocket science. How the fuck am I going to get COVID if I'm inside a bubble with p- with other people who don't have COVID?
1: Baseball fucked up in that regard that and that's both sides, both sides fucked up in that regard because major league baseball in the beginning had pushed a little bit for a bubble situation with, with the weather, you know, whether that meant two bubbles, whether right one on the West, one on the East. Um, personally, I think the best idea would have been three since you're already doing ALS or NLS, AL East, you know, mm-hmm. so on, so on. You should have done three bubbles. That's what you should have done and ran the games that way. That's what you should have done. Um, there was pushback in the beginning by the mlbpa but at the same time dude like i said rob Manfred. at the end of the day this is going to fall at your foot or your doorstep and tony clark's uh, and both of them they should have made a much bigger push for a bubble situation because the traveling yeah. the, the letting the players kind of just do whatever they guess they're going to do like how does that happen how do you let the miami marlins players um go out before the season starts and stuff like that that is ridiculous in, in so many ways um it's the same reason i think the nfl screwed I just don't see how without a bubble it's going to work. And that's why the NHL, the NBA, MLS, those organizations, those leagues are going to work out in the end. I think because of the bubble, like you're already seeing that what the NHL, I think in the last week or two has zero cases, right? Like that's great because like you said, if, if I'm understanding this correctly, if everybody is already in there now and you have zero positive cases and you're not leaving the bubble, how are you gonna get cases? <laughs>
0: right. That's I mean, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, 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 like, I'm it's like, not that hard. It's not that hard of a concept. If I go somewhere and I don't have a sickness, and no one else there have has a sickness, how am I going to get it?
1: It's Not just gonna magically appear. Like, I just don't think that. I mean, at least that's. Why I don't think it's gonna work, right? If everybody else doesn't have it. It
0: blows I mean, my mind. Absolutely it. blows my mind. How the hell Major League Baseball decide? Like, I I don't get it. I don't get it because regardless of this and by the way th- like you said this is on both of them. This is on Rob Manfred and Tony Clark. This should have been like we're doing a bubble and that's it. That's it. Because then you you everything is in one place. Now you don't have to worry about okay, well this guy went here and this guy went there and then that team that whole team went to this city and and that team shared the same city. So now, now we have six teams gone. Yep. You wouldn't have to worry about that in a bubble.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of things. Like with me, like logistically, like wouldn't it have been co- more cost effective for the owners to run a bubble instead of having to open their uh, ballparks and operate them in any type of capacity? I think that would have probably been better. Um, we're already seeing, like I know uh, teams when they're on the road, like the broadcasters are just in their home park yeah, via, you know, Uh, at that park via satellite Mm -hmm. or whatever like so why couldn't we just done that the whole time what that like i said that's both sides both sides messed that up royally that's bad and now yeah i keep seeing everybody talking about well we're gonna have to go to a bubble dude it's too late it's too late for that way too late for that now and i decided man i just don't see the the nfl being able to get through a season because of the same issues and i pray they are looking at this and like okay can we can we realistically do a bubble like at least try and think about it because that's the smartest way to do it. You get those players in there, the ones that are are test positive for it, they're on the outside until they're good. Everybody that's good comes in. And in reality, if that's how that works and you're able to keep everybody there, uh you, your case numbers should be, you know, close to zero.
0: So <laughs> it should be zero.
1: You would hope, uh,
0: right? uh, yeah. So Look, I, I'm I'm glad I have this beer next to me because I'm about to blow a gasket. So we we gotta we gotta switch topics a little bit. Uh, a little bit of NFL news. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna blow a gasket again. Uh, the the Dallas Cowboys. You have a little bit of ranking news with them.
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool. So I uh, they did a l- ranking. It was the most valuable sport franchises in the world, and the Cowboys number one at 5.5 billion dollars 27 of the top 50 teams are all nfl teams um if you were to rank right i got the the list here of the top 30 nfl teams ranking Mm -hmm. ranking or 32 ranking them all where do you think the bears fall uh 13th no sixth at 3.5 billion dollars are where the bears are worth that
0: yeah. Oh, you said NFL? I saw thirteenth. Um, oh, some... total. I have no yeah. idea. No, it was it was there the thirteenth. The Chicago Bears are the thirteenth most valuable franchise in the world.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, they're just sixth in the NFL, but thirteenth in the world is really really impressive. Uh, obviously, did I knew the Cowboys are right up yeah. there. I mean, that that's they might be America's team. I mean, you haven't won shit since the nineties, but that's. Cool. <laughs> i hate the Cowboys. i'm sorry.
0: That's, sorry i i also i also dislike the cowboys uh very much and it it look they're the most valuable team it, it helps that jerry jones pockets go down to his ankles
1: so. true true 100 yeah the dude's got a shitload of money won't pay Dak, but he's got a lot uh, of money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh he'll pay uh andy dalton um oh. power move so a uh, more nfl news uh <laughs> do we have I
1: to keep- get fired on your day off that's what I thought of with this. With yeah. Antonio, How the
0: hell are you gonna get fired on your day off for stealing boxes? <laughs> you
1: still You built a clubhouse, Craig. Yeah. Uh, come on, Craig. A- <laughs> uh, AP got suspended the first eight games of twenty twenty for violating personal conduct policy. Um, I think that all goes back to the the alleged cases uh, against him from a, yeah. what a couple of years ago. I want to say so. If he were to sign uh, with a team, he will be suspended for the first eight games. I know he retired, but there's a lot of talk that like he wants to come back to like. What a what a terrible situation for a guy. Honestly, before like he just went off the deep end, I was like, yeah, dude, that guy's a hall of famer, no doubt. Like that's maybe mm-hmm. the best receiver I've seen in a very long time. Um, and then all of this, it's like, you know, if To had a hard time getting in, Oof. I have to assume Antonio Brown's gonna have a hell of a time, hell of a time trying to get in. Yeah, AB's
0: baggage is much. It's more than To's. It's rough. It's dude. more than To's. I I'm gonna I'm gonna calm it down here and and really hope that antonio brown gets some
1: help yeah 100 dude 100%. like
0: when you you see you see highlights of antonio brown when he was on the, um, the steelers and you're like my god this guy can play he I've is never seen a route runner like that he ever. is a top three wide receiver in the nfl present day just the guy is nasty and then like you see these all here, and he, he domestic assault or domestic violence. And you're like, Oh my God, like what? And then he's like, wants to box Logan Paul. And I'm like, Oh my God, this guy, this guy can't get out of his own, get out of his own way. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Antonio Brown just, he just gets some help. Like I, I wish the same for Josh Gordon. Um, you know, when, when everything went down with him, with the substance abuse, you know, at first I'm like, dude, quit smoking pot. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not. But then, you know, then everything started to come out. And I'm like, this guy needs help. Like, he-, he legitimately needs help. And people are like, it- it's kind of like they're brushing that under the rug. So, Antonio
1: like Kanye, you know, it's kind of the same situation where, like, after a while, I'm like, all right, man. Like, I get like we want to laugh, but at the same time, like, yeah, these guys need to get some help. Whatever it is, they they need to get it.
0: Yeah. So, and and I wouldn't, you know, if Antonio Brown got help, and he came back to uh, a franchise level-headed, he would still be a very effective receiver. percent So, I guess, I don't know, Godspeed, Antonio Brown. Uh, Anything else on the docket? What, I know you have something else. I don't remember what it is.
1: Um. Well, just to touch upon uh, that Shane Bieber, oh, Cleveland, Cleveland Indians pitcher, 27 strikeouts through two games, tied for the most in a two-game span with Carl Spooner. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I know who Carl Spooner is because it was from, like, 1945 uh that's world war ii times i don't i don't know uh, but shane bieber is pitching some filthy stuff right now
0: yeah let me throw this at you you think it's crazy what happened you had 13 13 or 14 yesterday against yeah against minnesota oh, which is good fuck minnesota uh let me throw this at you though Kerry Wood had 20 strikeouts in a game must not had 27 or must not had seven after that
1: no, I was going to say I don't even think I don't think he's in that top list. Um no. it's like there's it like a couple guys just him and Spooner at 27 and a few guys at 26 but Kerry Wood is not on that list. And that's wild. I mean, what Bieber's doing like I watched him pitch last night against Minnesota. I was looking at the highlights and I was like this is disgusting because the Sox pitching staff got lit up by this lineup and Bieber's yeah. just pitching nasty.
0: You, you do you think though that um like if I was a scout or if I was a part of the video team, I'm 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 yanking that Bieber tape, and and I'm going, guys. Pay, let's study this for a second because Please. I know I know we don't play them until September, but you know, come September we might be a couple games out of first. Who knows what 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 the next month or so is going to bring? We th- these games might mean you know a hundred times more than what they meant game one. So that that's just, I mean, hats off Shane Bieber. I I, I want to hate the Indians so bad, but I just don't.
1: Yeah can't do it dude they i just, just hate don't. the twins right now but i can't hate the indians like that I hate
0: the twins uh score update do you have uh do you have a score update on on the Sox royals uh, right now
1: it's top seven three two nick Madrill making his debut is over two right now but angle did hit that three-run homer three-run
0: jack-o-lantern did you um i so I, I i need to know this for a specific reason when did the royals score that second run
1: they scored the second run in the bottom of the sixth let's
0: go that's another dub your boy i had it so i went to the prop i went to the prop section i usually don't do that that like you know you know when you go through when you go to like a grocery store and you need one thing and you're like you know what i'm gonna veer over there for a second just to see what they got and you end up filling your cart yeah that's what i did at the prop section so i'm like let me just check this out because i don't really i don't like prop bets but you know i I like to window shop every once in a while so i'm like dallas keichel's been cruising lately um, I feel confident in him. The Royals offense is not amazing. So I had uh, Royals less than one and a half runs f- uh, through the fifth inning. And Beautiful. it was, it was, it was plus 100. So it was double your money. So it. I threw a quick fin on it and, and look, you know, it's not a lot of money, not a lot of money, but it's a dub.
1: That's all that matters. It's a, it's a confidence booster. It, so that's it, honestly. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly Every- what it is. <laughs> You're like, all right, all right, I'm feeling good. Let let's keep it. You rolling. ever
0: bet a dollar on something just to like just to get that juice?
1: Dude, i throw thrown fifty cents on something <laughs> like, cause I'm like, you know what? I am hurting. <laughs> I need a win. Please, for the love of the god, it's like
0: know? it's like Patriots minus six fifty. Like, let me throw let me quick 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 couple quarters on that.
1: I got fifty cents. I
0: can the the betting sites like, are you sure?
1: <laughs> like sure minimum deposit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you
0: if you don't have anything else, I think we can wrap things up here.
1: No, that's it. I mean, besides you know, I touched upon magical got called up finally, yep. but that's it.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, I, I get everybody appreciate you tuning in. Uh, on this Friday edition of Natty Nights, make sure you uh, get yourself a drink and hashtag crack them. Follow at Big J BB Show on Twitter and listen to the Big J and BB Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Twitch slash Undead Red Bull. That's just Thursdays.
1: Just Thursday nights, nine p.m. Central Time. As soon as we're done here, with I'll Switch tell you over. what.
0: That's a, that's kind you're of, it's here, a, bro. it's a jam. It's a, it's a, it's a jam. It's a, it's a quick, uh, you know, if you're not doing anything on a Thursday, you're just hanging out with the boys, ladies. I highly, I just don't think you should be there, but, uh, it it's, you know, it was, it was a little chill sesh. It was nice to watch the Yankees Orioles game. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so make sure you, uh, follow those podcasts. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this episode, uh, do me a favor hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. And if you like what you hear, leave a five star rating. And also this four 99 advertising will continue. Uh, it, it's starting to get a little tiny bit of traction. And if you send somebody, um, I get 10 bucks. You're damn right. Get 10 bucks. So, uh, which I owe you 10 bucks. Um, yeah. so i i reminded myself just to, to say that so i'll wrap things up here appreciate everybody and uh we will talk to you guys on monday